This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. You're listening to Bookmark with me, Uma Pagan Ampike Pagan. Now, on the show today, I'm speaking to Dr. Shahiza Ismail Hamdan. I recently came across a paper that she wrote about probing contemporary context through science fiction texts, and I decided that she would be a great person to talk to about the state of sci-fi literature here in Malaysia. Hello, my name is Shahiza. I'm a lecturer at uh, University Kebangsaan Malaysia. I teach literature. So, Shahiza... Malaysian science fiction is not something I grew up reading because in my younger days, I think Malaysian science fiction was far and few between. I grew up reading a lot of Western science fiction. But am I accurate in thinking that over the last decade or so, we've seen a, a bit of a surge? Uh, yes, you, you're right in saying that. We can talk about both the science fiction written in BM and science fiction written in English. Of course. Um, my observation is that the science fiction written in BM is slightly older. I mean, within the decade, it's slightly older than the ones written in English. I so think it came first? La. It came first, yeah. I think for obvious reasons, because the state of English in this country sometimes hinders you know, creative works uh, in English. So, yeah, science fiction is uh, in Malaysia is very recent. In fact, readers of science fiction in general in Malaysia is not that big, the readership. Uh, but if you talk about films, a lot of people like science fiction films. They do. Yes. Uh, so things like Star Wars and... I'm trying to think back of Malay science fiction films. We see a lot of supernatural movies. Let me tell you, back when I was growing up, the one that stands out was this movie called XX Ray. I don't know if you remember that. It was a weird science fiction movie that was a lot of fun. But I don't, you don't see much of it in cinemas as well. No, actually, you don't. But actually, there, there, there are two schools of thought with regards to science fiction. Some put science fiction and fantasy together. But I'd like to separate them because fantasy is uh, magic and fairies and witches. Science fiction is science fiction. So you need some science in it. It's rooted in some science. Yeah, some kind of science that, that is based on what we know. So it's not something that is impossible. Uh, so, you know, however advanced the uh, technology is, it should be based on something we know because science fiction is about exploring our current condition, actually. It may be set, you know, 50 years, 100 years yeah. into the future. But if you think carefully and, and read carefully, it's all about us now. It's a contemporary society. Which, which is interesting because... Given the state of Malaysian society, in a lot of ways, science fiction is an easy avenue for us to explore those difficult questions that we can't otherwise talk about. Ah, but actually, I feel the reason why uh, science fiction is slow to develop is because of our Asianness or Malaysianness, because we have our culture and religion, especially. Because if you look at Western science fiction, you talk about exploration of thoughts and ideas. They really go all out. And they really look at things like how um, men play God. 
with regards to technology. You know, you want to live forever, so you you put your mind or your memory into something that is um, more permanent, like like an android body, because it's about power. But in our uh, setting, it's a bit more difficult to go into that area because you don't want to offend people, you don't want to get into trouble. Either I'm not talking about getting into trouble with government or anything. You may also get into trouble with your family, with you society. Know? A society, yeah. if you pursue towards the science fiction genre to explore things. Is that is that what you think has been the major hindrance? Yeah, because okay, let's say if you look at Malay science fiction, it's very safe. That, you know, that, that's how I describe it. It's very safe. So you may go uh, into space and explore, you know, unknown galaxies, but you still do your prayers five times a day. Or, okay, that's religion. Which must so, be quite difficult to do given sunrise and sunset. Exactly. So that, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I, I find that refreshing. So, you know, you have all the technology and all that, but you keep your faith, whatever faith it is, in, in, in the context of Malay science, which of course it's Islam. Uh, so I find that very good, actually, very refreshing. But they don't go into the science of it. You know, so how do you tell uh, when it's sunrise and sunset? See, it's good if they go into that a little bit. What I'm trying to say is, okay, they're on a spaceship, but the lifestyle seems to be the same as now, here and now. I'm sure there are things to figure out. You know, when do you do the prayers? Uh, which prayer? Because, you you know, sunrise and sunset is different from here. So they don't explore that. So it's still, it's still very superficial in that way. I, I don't know. Um, can't think of a better word. I, I don't want to offend anyone. So, Fair yeah, okay, yeah. superficial. <laughs> uh, th- that's what I mean by they play safe. But that's fine. I mean, I mean, that's not as bad. There's another example where the psyche is kept. W- what I mean is the, you know, the stereotyping. There's one novel, we, we still talk about the Malay science fiction, where we're talking about interplanetary colonies and all that. But the mother-in-law is still the stereotypical mother-in-law. <laughs> so I, that, it, that was so frustrating, you know, um, because I, I, I get that the author was trying to talk about problem with unity, you know. It's interplanetary that you can be united and things like that. But why do you need... a to fall back on a cliche or a yes. So it's it, what? How is it different from watching um, Malay drama? You know, right? <laughs> and are those the common tropes that you found in a lot of Malay science fiction? I mean, is it very similar? Yeah, they mostly stay within that framework, that safe framework, or the familiar framework. I, I, I don't know. Perhaps they're trying to sell more so they stay within the familiar well yeah that's a very interesting point because the sales element is (laughs) a big deal because from what i understand publishers hate touching science fiction because they often sell 
far fewer copies than, say, romance fiction or horror fiction or the usual dramatic fiction that we find in our bookshelves. Mm. And I find, that, I find that a bit of a contradiction, if only because I think in cinemas, a lot of Malaysians do enjoy their science fiction movies, so they pay a lot of money to go and see the, your usual science fiction action adventure, and yet it doesn't seem to translate much to literature. Well, the cinema... Um it's it's there. It's read. It's readily there because science fiction, um, not not all, but most of them are action oriented, and it's about technology. So the visual part of it, of course, is it, more attractive. So you go to the cinema. So that, you know, I think that's self-explanatory. Whereas in a say a short story or novel, you have to do the. Uh, the imagining yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, you don't have that visual element. Yeah, so the if, you know, with the words on the paper, especially if they go a little bit deeper into the science aspect, it's just too many words and too much science. Romance do very well because I guess it's easier to... If, you know, because you talk about popular literature, that is popular because it's easier to digest. What about English science fiction, though? Do the same problems that plague Malay science fiction plague English science fiction, or is it different? Uh, English science... Malaysian... Malaysian English okay. science fiction. I'm not so sure, but looking at the increase in number of publications, so I'm assuming that there's more readership, or unless uh, some publishers are now more daring in in you know the selection of their publication and trying to maybe trying to change the reading habits of uh, Malaysian so let's talk about identity in Malaysian science fiction or the lack of identity in Malaysian science fiction you have a thesis along these lines so uh, explain it to me yeah okay it's actually uh, a paper i presented it's based on a, um, a an old article, actually, by Sanders, 1979. He wrote that science fiction is a home for invisible men and women. Yeah, I think that's an excellent um, way to describe science fiction. Because, okay, we're not talking about the films, yeah? We're talking about... Uh, literature. Literature uh, or, or printed texts, uh, including online publications as well. So he said this in 1979, referring to Western science fiction. What he means is that characterization in science fiction is weak. But what you get is other, other aspects. So it, it's not a weakness in the genre, but it's reflective of what's happening. He, he wrote this in the late 70s, but when I looked at um, several sci uh, Malaysian science fiction uh, short stories written in English, it's happening now in our science fiction because, of course, they, they developed way ahead of us in terms of technology and way of life, right? So we are, I suppose, catching up uh, with all the good and the bad, right. uh, you know, way of living. So he said that, the, the characters are disappearing, but what you get is a uh, focus on the social frames or the setting more than the individuals. So this is reflective of what's happening to us now. I'll give you an example because he said that uncontrollable technological and social changes in our uh, society threatens our identity as human beings. So because it's, it's gone out of control, 
we don't know who we are. I ask this frequently uh, to my students. What will happen if you lose your handphones? Oh, so that's terrible because, you know, you can't go online, you can't WhatsApp, you can't, you can't do lots of things. But I said 20 years ago, we lived without it. You know, you have to go to the phone booth to make a phone call. And we had fun as well, you know, as undergraduates and all that. But now we are, we are extended creatures, actually. We have extensions, all sorts of technology, from obvious ones like glasses, uh, contact lenses, uh, handphones, cars and all that. We always say, oh, I can't live without this, I can't live without that, I can't live without, you know, uh, any kind of technology. So what happens is the human becomes blurred. Mm-hmm. It's all about technology. So that's one example. Like in, in one short story, it's about this uh, grandmother who's dying. So the son, uh, it's, this is set 50 years um, into the future, set in KL. The grandmother's dying. It, it, she was, so she was reminiscing about KL, um, KL that we know. So this, what, the sander, uh, what the grandson does is press a button on the computer and the whole of KL appeared on her walls. So, uh, but it's not the KL that she knows. It's all glass buildings. Um, it's so, the KL we know. Yeah, exactly. So it's happening now, actually. Now uh, what we get is still a mixture of open windows and the glass buildings. But 50 years into the future, all they see is the glass buildings, but you can't see inside. You can't see the people. So it's just sprawling cities and everything, uh, in, in the context of this short story, everything's perfect. People spoke very little to each other. They just looked ahead. Why do you suppose that is a trope in Malaysian science fiction, what is it? Oh, how did you explain that? What is it about our current society? Or is it just a global phenomenon that everyone's on their phones and that's where our minds are at and we're worried about what's going to happen to our interpersonal relationships and all of that? Interesting you should say that because uh, when I presented the paper, uh, the audience was saying, at the end of the presentation, the audience was saying, that could be anywhere, that could be any city. But it just so happened that I looked at um, Malaysian science fiction, so most of the stories were set in KL. So, yeah, it's a, it's a global thing, but we're just being made aware of it now, you know, in, in, through science fiction. So, because science fiction is about taking things to the extreme, but I suppose now we are living in extreme conditions in relation to technology. Yeah, it's an interesting thing that you bring up because I was thinking about what you were saying in the context of Malaysian identity, but yet I think all of these national identities seem to be merging, if not falling away. And the reason I say that is, I think that's the reason why in every country you have people who are now a little more extreme in fighting for these ideas of national identity, right? Because they feel that they're losing something. We see it with Donald Trump. We see it in Malaysia. We see it in Singapore even. And there's all this, 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 this large anti-foreigner sentiment, right? That That seems to pervade not just reality, but a lot of our fiction these days and a lot of our science fiction, the idea of the outsider is a very powerful one as a antagonist. I think because the world is a small place now. Because we, we were separate because of the lack of technology and then we are very close to each other, literally and metaphorically. You can fly anywhere within 24 hours you're there. 
previously you have to travel months and months to some places, right, by, by boat. So because the world uh, became smaller, suddenly we realised, who are we? Uh, it's good to be global, but you need something to fall back on. So I guess that's why people are struggling with a sense of identity to the point of being extreme. I'm curious about where we are and where the where the state the current state of science fiction or the current state the current state of Malaysian science fiction because it feels like a lot of the stuff I've read both in English and in BM is inspired by and thus emulates a lot of the stuff from the classics which I'm sure all of these authors grew up reading whether it's American or British science fiction and what you were saying just now about, you know, the similar tropes and sometimes maybe superficial readings of things, is it just because we're still very new at writing this genre of fiction? And I'm assuming that if we continue writing it for another 10 years, that evolution might take place. Yes and no, actually. Yeah, because when you're new at something, of course, you fall back on the older stuff. But I feel Malaysian science fiction, even though, you know, it's quite... The setting can be very global, it can be anywhere, but there's still some Malaysian-ness to it. It may not be the traditional Malaysia, but this, it's still Malaysian. Like even when um, this grandmother is reminiscing, she still thought about, uh, I, I quote from the, the short story, she said, there were no stalls, no colossal tattered umbrellas, no monsoon drains, no misplaced detail. So in that sentence, it's, it's KL, isn't it? You have the stalls by the monsoon drain. Maybe that's where the best food is, actually. So that's Malaysia. Uh, but of course, she's um, lamenting the loss of it. But that's Malaysia. So there's still... The authors still try to put in some Malaysian-ness. But the Malaysia that they know, because uh, most of these writers are young. And is that something you found as well? Uh, just out of curiosity, is science fiction, Malaysian science fiction, still the purview of younger writers? Uh, actually, yeah, yes, it is. They're, most of them are below forty. I mean, I'm old, <laughs> so I mean, I'm above forty. So, so anything below forty is young. It's young, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been speaking today to Shaiza Ismail Hamdan. You should go check out some local science fiction writing. Uh, for a fun little sampler, there's always Cyberpunk Malaysia, which is edited by Zencho and published by Fixie Novo. You can find a copy at all good bookstores. This is Bookmark on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.